0: up It could get elevated
1: Nerd could, up. It could get elevated
2: Nerd used to be- Hey everyone, welcome to Everyman's Guide to Nerddom, where we are two 30 to 40 something year olds who talk about pretty much whatever we want. I'm Chris. And I'm Kyle, and you guys might know us online as uh, Guyver and KSIG,
3: and we have a special guest with us again for this session. Mr. B Rob, how are you tonight?
0: Great, thanks for uh, letting me continue this journey.
2: <laughs> Quite the journey. Well, I mean, I figured you did, yes, yeah, so well after the last one, we'd let you come back. I mean, not that he was. Picketing outside my house with a sign that said, I want to be on again. No, but I bet his shoulders are sore from carrying that entire episode. <laughs> and you
0: got people beating down the door to be on this thing, too. So, yeah. Oh,
2: we do. <laughs> uh, all 12 listeners, for all 12 of you listening, we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so l- last week, we started the vastness that was the Marvel MCU or Marvel Cinematic Universe. We got through one movie um before we all had to go Mm uh b rob's wife was wondering where he went uh kyle's kid was wondering where he went Mm -hmm. and my kids and wife didn't really care they said are you still here to me so it's good Mm -hmm. that two of the three of us have family that actually care about them you're wondering why you weren't still gone (laughs) so yeah (laughs) it's like why are you here Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i don't know love you honey um so we're going to continue on. Um, just as a recap, again, we went through the first movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which was Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we hit all the points. Can you guys think of anything that we might have missed? I, I mean, there's, we, I'm sure there's something we missed. I just can't think of anything.
0: I don't I mean, know anybody that can hit everything, so I think we yeah. did a really good job. I, I mean, do, if, too.
3: If people are listening and you haven't seen Iron Man yet, and you're trying to say, like, well, do I need to watch Iron Man or go back and listen to our coverage of Iron Man? Uh, you can actually watch Iron Man quicker than you can our coverage of Iron Man. It'll take you a lot less time, so you might want to go back. that's yeah, true. <laughs> and do that.
2: Um, so we don't have a new sponsor this week. Uh, we're trying to squeeze Horny Harry out of every penny he's got. Yeah. So it's the same sponsor again. So, uh, Kyle, go ahead and uh, play last week's. Yeah, we'll um, let's go ahead and let... sponsor, and then we'll we'll
3: let Harry's run again.
2: Hey! Horny Harry
3: here. My business of Horny Harry's Big Game Horn Mountain has gone so well it's allowing me to expand. Have you ever watched Walker Texas Ranger and thought, man, it's really not fair that that car on the show has horns and mine doesn't? Well first take it by Horny Harry's Big Game Horn Mountain and we can fix that. Then go next door to Horny Harry's Hand-On Car Wash. No one can clean the horn better than our professionally trained staff. They'll make sure to professionally hand wash your horns and car with the best of care. Choose from our convenient menu of services. If you want a gentle hand wash, we can do it. If you like it more rough, we can do it. If you want us to take the chrome off your bumper, we can do that too. We even got a secret menu where you can ask for the Happy horny. If you like any of that, come on down, cowboy. Happy Horning not available in all states. Please consult with a mechanic if your paint experience is mild flaking, bumper groups, and you may not be able to get back up.
2: Wow, that was just great I love harry. um such a great person thank yeah thank i love harry too he's a great person he's mm-hmm. really branching out and uh he keeps letting us a uh, good thing in his contract that we said uh, no matter how many times we pay this he has to or play it he has to pay us
1: mm-hmm. so, so you here hear it again for the. thank MVX you harry
2: 100 so. <laughs> okay so we're gonna start off with the incredible hulk the now this is let's Let's go here with this is the 2008 version of Incredible Hulk. This is actually MCU. Um, The first one was, what was the first one? It was uh, just wasn't the Incredible Hulk. It was just the Hulk. It was just the Hulk. The Hulk was, I want to say 2002 ish, somewhere around there, um, directed by Ang Lee. This was a, I don't often say uh, movies are piles of rubbish. I believe movies are the, purest form of entertainment you can get because you can get two people who dislike each other intensely and sit them in the same theater and more than likely they're going to go through the same emotions the same roller coasters unless they're soulless um which happens too but (laughs) kyle um yeah you know it's it's just a pure form of entertainment i love it and i you will i pretty much can find something good about every movie i really couldn't find a lot good about Hulk. Um Ang Lee never watched or read any of anything Hulk related and you could really tell when he did it. This is the one with Eric Bana in it and who was the lead as Betty?
0: Uh Jennifer Connelly.
2: Oh uh, that's right. It was Jennifer Connelly. Um again, this one was my opinion was rubbish. What did you guys think of it?
0: I mean, it
3: not much stuck with me from that one, so Know, uh Right. It it just it just wasn't there.
2: I agree. I I, I go ahead, B Rob.
0: Yeah, and I always think there's just a a level of disrespect for the for the product when you don't do any research whatsoever, and even if you were never gonna tie it to anything or do another sequel, I mean, it was a dumpster fire. And like I don't take much away from it. I've tried to erase it, other than having Jennifer Connelly in it.
2: <laughs> a little saving grace. Uh, yeah, it, it it was, but it's it, I've had no desire to ever rewatch it. If that tells you anything, and I love rewatching movies, I really do. i you know I can tell you almost every movie I've watched at least twice, and I've never had a desire to go back to this one. So
0: well, and there and are I've, so some movies that are just like like Green Lantern. That's one mm. that, like, I hated the script, but I continuously rewatch it because I love the character, and that's how I feel like the Hulk, except I can't force myself, like you said, I can't force myself to rewatch that, that one
2: personally. Amen. Kyle, is there any movies that you feel the same?
3: Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not related to anything that we're talking about, but I think one of the, I, I, I hardly ever turn a movie off um, if I'm, you know, watching at home, whatever. And I think the only movie I've ever just completely turned off, like, nope, I can't finish this, is uh, Master of Disguise. I just can't. <laughs> I can't finish that damn movie. Master like, is it Disguise
0: Is that Dana Carvey? It is. Yes, I loved, the, I yeah, I love the Dana Carvey.
3: And I just couldn't. Yeah.
0: Turtle, turtle.
2: Right. I
3: tried so hard. And I watched some stupid shit. And I could not. Like, I was like, I couldn't do it.
2: Right. Like, I give. I'll watch Corky Romano on a regular basis and that's one of the dumbest movies ever, but I'm with Kyle. I couldn't, I couldn't do master of disguise again or Hulk. I mean, there's a couple movies I couldn't do. So um, with that, let's actually delve into the incredible Hulk Um, 2008. This one's starring Edward Norton as Robert Bruce, Bruce Banner or just Bruce Banner as he's known in this movie. Um, we also have an appearance by Lou Fregno, Who is Lou Ferregno? Anyone the jump in? TV.
0: The, the TV. original TV yeah. series, Hulk. Right.
2: Do you guys know how he became to be the Hulk? Like how they, um, what he was doing before he was Hulk?
0: Bodybuilding, was it?
2: Yep, bodybuilding. Yeah. Um, that, they, uh... I think that was this, around the same time period. Let's see, was Hulk 80s or 70s, the TV uh, show? you am thinking probably close to uh, 70s. in the 70s.
3: time period, maybe.
2: So that would have been around, yeah, the same time period as Arnold made it big, I'm, I'm guessing. So my guess is they tried to double that up. You know, it, they said this formula works. Um, you know, even though Arnold couldn't speak, and uh, I believe it was Hercules in New York was his first role and he couldn't speak any English at the time, so I think they were just trying to make this formula work again.
1: So, incredible Hulk, But
2: the difference is, Lou Ferregno was amazing. Yeah, go ahead. Uh,
3: the TV show came out in 77. Uh, it ran from 77 to 82. Okay. And just for comparison, it's in Barbarian. It was actually like 82. Oh, I said that and 82. So, yeah. That's it was before. The, yeah, so Hulk predates Conan by about or
1: five years
3: i stand corrected
2: so maybe they were trying out the um arnold thing because of lou ferregno anyways lou ferregno is kind of a trailblazer i mean he didn't have any speaking parks except running um Mm -hmm. but to me he's the classic hulk he is the epitome of what the classic hulk is um, because that's what i grew up watching a lot of on you know of course syndication
0: yeah but and I think the cool thing about that is you know my son has never watched you know he's he's six six to be seven he's never watched that uh, but we went to the comic-con I think it was Tulsa Pop Kids uh, a couple of years ago and Lou Fergno was there signing and uh, he just saw some of the memorabilia and stuff mm-hmm. and really really wanted to meet him and got an autograph and uh, Lou fergno He may have been. He thought Tinker's name was like the coolest name ever. You know, I'm sure he says that to everybody. But it was just cool. He sat there and talked to Tinker, and I'm not sure Tinker could understand half of what he was saying. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) but it was uh it was just kind of a cool deal. And he Tinker has that hanging in his room.
2: Cool. See, that's awesome. You are a cool dad, my friend, for taking your kid to that.
0: I'm glad I have a cool kid that likes nerdy stuff. See, that's awesome
2: because when we.
0: I will. Oh. Can
2: we call you Poppy? Yeah.
0: Well, you're both you're both uh, almost the same size as Tinker, so it would work out. Which it which it would. Um, that hurt. Yeah. That hurt Listen. a lot. I mean, he could he could get uh, some good sparring partners in before. <laughs> wrestling starts Oh, next he year. would.
2: Are you kidding me? He's your kid, so he's more athletic than both Kyle and I combined. Yeah. <laughs> I really feel
3: weird now that we're going to, to fight your seven year old kid for your love. That's cool. You're going to
2: spar us off. That's well, I, I think the, the it I think. Should be. I think the best thing is Kyle going, we're going to fight your seven-year-old kid for your love, and he starts drinking. Yeah. <laughs> He's starting to get some courage up. Yeah. If you're listening to this, Kyle is drinking some whiskey, I believe, to get the courage up to fight the seven-year-old, I to am. fight Tinker. I am.
3: I swore a long time ago I would not let a seven-year-old kick my ass again. So.
2: Again, but damn it, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what i think is really cool b rob is that when we were growing up you know our dads i can tell you well my dad wouldn't have even thought to take me to a comic-con because well frankly there wasn't comic cons at that time that i know of but i could tell you for a fact that my father who was in the military turned out to be a banker you know he wouldn't have taken me to that like with him it was you know he was don't get me wrong he was a great dad he was always there loves me unconditionally which is good because i'm me um but you know for him it was like oh let's do baseball let's go do golf let you know it was sports related right. he wouldn't have done this so i think it's great that you're able to share one of your passions with your son and he's i'm assuming loves it as much as you do especially for a seven
0: year old yeah no he, he loves it he gets confused with uh i'm glad there hadn't been a whole lot of recasts in his life mm-hmm. so far because it would really confuse him but now he he really he really digs it he gets confused about why there's so many green lanterns and stuff like that but we're we're well he's he's in for a shock
2: when uh hbo max hits the uh green lantern corpse right so which i which i'm super pumped about that um you're going to be on that episode when we talk about that um because i know you like green lantern as much as i do um okay so who else is in this movie um betty banner Or not, she wasn't Betty Banner at this time. Uh, It was Betty Ross, was played by, and B Rob brought this up last week.
0: Liv Tyler,
2: Liv Tyler, which I thought she did a phenomenal job. Like I would love to see her brought back for the MCU. I really would. Mm -hmm. It's I thought she did a great job in that movie. Just because, well, and I think a she's gorgeous anyway, and she's. I think she's a really good actress. I love me some Liv Power.
0: I mean, I don't know if there's a a character that was played, a character of relevance that was played that I don't want brought back in this movie, whether it was Abomination. You know, they set the scene for the leader. Um, You know, Thunderbolt Ross is obviously, he's he's still playing that character now. Yeah. William Hurt is. So,
2: which, and we will get to uh, William Hurt here, but he was, he is Thunderbolt Ross. Like everything that I ever read about Thunderbolt Ross in the comics, I think William Hurt like plays to a T. So I really enjoy his performance. But I agree. And with I love you.
0: Sam Elliott. I'm a huge Sam Elliott guy, and that's like the only role that was like, oh man, I wish they would have had somebody else do Thunderbolt Ross in the the first one, because it's just just how it was done. I mean, William Hurt done the best job.
2: Right. I forgot that was Sam Elliott. That's how much I did not care to rewatch this movie, if that tells you all anything. Um we also have a appearance by Robbie Robbie Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark in this one. So, I mean, it's a small appearance, but he's in there. Um, does it, Okay, so uh I've got to be rubbed. I think you probably watched it more recent than I. Do you want to start with a recap of what the movie's
0: actually about? Oh man, I knew you were going to do this to me.
2: Um, <laughs> You're welcome.
0: Uh, I don't remember the very beginning much. Um, I really just kind of remember how they tracked him down. Like some, he was where he ended up. He ended up on the run um after transforming i think he killed a bunch of people destroyed a bunch of stuff ends up in brazil i think Mm -hmm. working in a factory um something happens somehow his i think he cut his hand some blood ends up in a piece of or in a can of whatever they were canning and somebody got really sick from gamma gamma poisoning i think and that's how they tracked him down to brazil
2: right um they were attempting to reinvigorate or redo the super soldier um, serum, which created Captain America. Um, that's that. That's a little bit of the backstory. Um, this movie had very, very mixed reception. I liked it. I thought it was well, way, way, way better than the first one, than Hulk. So I actually, I enjoyed Edward N- Norton's take on it, and I was a little bit disappointed that they didn't ask him to come back. Um, although I, I do like Mark Ruffalo a lot as Hulk.
0: Well, and I read that um, originally the director wanted Ruffalo. Really? That's, that's something that I read at some point. The Ruffalo was the first choice.
2: And he ended up being and, him in the end.
0: Yeah, and then for whatever reason, they brought, maybe it was because Norton had more screenwriting experience, because I think Edward Norton came in and rewrote part of the script when they hired him on
2: isn't Edward Norton, um, he's a Hulk fan, isn't he? Mm-hmm. I think I read that somewhere.
0: Yeah. Um, so and I think that's why it worked. He's, I mean, like Tim Roth. I remember Tim Roth was a fan. Um, I'm pretty sure William, right. Hur- maybe it was William Hurt's kid with like the Hulk was his favorite character. Um, and so I mean, they were all, I mean, I don't know what Liv Tyler's really connection to it was or if she enjoyed it, but, um, but I feel like they were all, con- they all we're excited about the material and I think that's a lot about the Marvel universe and tying into the eccentricities and just who these people are to make them, who's making the, make the character.
2: Right. Um, so basically, like I said, it's, um, we also get introduced to, is it Emil Blonsky?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Emil Blonsky. We get introduced to him. Um, he, is he He's in the Special Forces team, I believe. Ross's Special Forces? Yeah, That's right. Um, Emil Blonsky, who later becomes the Abomination, who is a classic um, Hulk villain, which, honestly, I love the Abomination. He's one of my favorite... Um, I guess you could say frenemies of the Hulk, because they're not always enemies. Sometimes they work together but the majority of the time they fought. Um, And I guess that's more when, uh, what's his name? Rick, um, was Hulk's friend in the comic? Was it Rick Jones?
0: uh, Rick, um, yeah, he ends up becoming... uh,
2: The Abomination, the new Abomination.
0: Well, but in the cartoon, Hulk and the Agents of Smash, it's like, it's not blue, he's blue, but I can't remember... What exactly is? Because he's like Red Hulk and him, and uh, what G was Hulk. his
3: name? Oh, driving the down. young ones. I just started watching that the other day.
2: Uh, okay, hold on. I'm Googling this. I
3: thought I thought that would be one that you know I could get my little guy into because he freaking just loves Hulk.
2: What's well, a good one? It really is. Mm-hmm. Was no Scar was Hulk's son. What was his name? A-Bomb. That's right. A-Bomb. A-Bomb.
0: And then you have Scar, who was, yeah, like you said, his son. Hulk's son. Yeah. Um,
2: so the Hulk has a varied history. I used to read Hulk a lot as a kid. I liked Hulk. But to me, Hulk was always just completely overpowered. And so sometimes it didn't make it a lot of fun to read. And that's why. But I did, I did enjoy the movie for the most part. Um, Like I said, I don't remember much about Hulk. I didn't go back and re-watch it just before we did this. I got a little busy. But for the most part, it, I mean, it was a good fight. Um, We got introduced to Thunderbolt Ross again, but the official MCU Thunderbolt Ross. So, I mean, all in all, I'd give Hulk, I'd give it a B plus. I mean, is there anything more you guys want to talk about? Because I really don't have a lot to say about Hulk. It's because it was... It's MCU, but it's not MCU at the same time to me. Like it's 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 kind of hard to explain because it, you know, it's it's in the MCU, but yeah, maybe it doesn't have like the um the typical way that they do things. It doesn't have the feel of the other
0: movies. Yeah, I'm excited about the possibility of them bringing in the leader and then Abomination later. If if they can bring in Tim Blake Nelson as the leader or Tim Roth. Um, I think those would be both be cool things, but or just bringing in the characters that are all, but other than that, I mean I think it' just start it just there's so many good possibilities that could come um, moving forward so. Yeah.
2: so some of the um a little bit more of the backstory of this that I had is notes was um the director was Louis Lettier who directed all the transporter movies with. Jason Statham. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Um, So I think that's why the action scenes worked in this, because I liked those personally, and that worked for me. Um, This was right after Marvel reacquired the rights for the movie, but Universal Pictures still had the distribution rights. That's why it was a little off. It wasn't a typical Marvel release. Um, We're introduced to Thunderbolt Ross. Um, There was a canister of super... Um, on the canister of Super Soldier Serum um, is Stark Industries as the producer and Dr. Reinstein as the developer. joseph Reinstein, Reinstein is the alias of Dr. Abr- Abraham Erkstein, Erk, is Erks, Erkstein? Who created Captain America. He, that's, that's the um, link to the Super Soldier program. Um, and the name of the program that... Ross was heading up was Weapons Plus. Which was um, to me that hinted at the Weapons X program because I believe Weapons Plus they delved a little bit into the comics. B-Rob, you can correct me if I'm wrong on that. I think they kind of did. But it's the Weapons X program is what created um, Wolverine, um, Omega Red, uh, Maverick. um, Deadpool was weapon x wouldn't he
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah deadpool was in there did they kind of jump started his come out of that character. or was he separate i i want to say he was in there like they keep changing the histories depending on what right. what decade it is but yeah. i i think you're right i think Sabretooth did come out of that too um so i think that they were trying to hint at wolverine um, or at least that Wolverine was in this same universe, but Wolverine at the time was still um, a uh, who is it a uh, Fox po- property, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't exactly say it and you know use the M word at the same time. Um, honestly, that's about it. What I what I have for that movie.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I so- do want to go back and rewatch it now, just because. Just for the sheer fact that like I don't remember as much from it. And I really feel like I'm missing something out of it. And you know, that might be a evening thing just to go back and catch up on it again.
2: And as you can tell, that's how much we actually care about this movie. Not we're not really going that in depth into into it, all three of us. Yeah. So and my allergies are killing me. If you guys I keep scratching my nose. If you guys are watching this, I promise my cocaine addiction's gone last week. But I'm just... My allergies are killing me right now. It's under control.
1: It's under control.
2: Is it, though? Is it? Okay. So now we're going to delve into Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2 is the second installment of um, the Iron Man series, Mm. which... Iron Man series which we hit that's the only thing we hit the first episode of MCU but which really gave us the first glimpse into the MCU itself so they're looking to capitalize on this they tried to um do some go really big with this one I think they tried to go a little bit bigger with this one than they did with the first one especially with the star power um this um it was may 7th 2010 when it came out and it was directed by john again um which thank god he has his hands in all these yeah or else the sort i don't this think one, the source material i don't think it- yeah good
3: oh i said this one really felt like the the first like the feel that you have for all the avengers movies you know um uh, after the, I, this set the scene for that, I think. This one, like, it seems like where they really, like, they found the stride, they found the rhythm, they found the, the style that they're going after, and then tying everything else in. This one, I think, more so, I mean, Iron, the, the original Iron Man was important because that technically kicked everything off, but I think this is the one that really set the stage for the, the whole universe and everything going forward as far as uh, style and feel and, and kind of what to expect from um, the rest of the movies
2: after this i agree with that i i never thought of it that way but i actually i wholeheartedly agree with that b-rub you got anything
0: i i mean i liked it i was i was concerned about where they were headed having to use not that i don't like mickey rourke but having to use whiplash Mm -hmm. i just felt there were better alternatives out there to continue to to push the story um and just do things, but um, it ended up being good. It ended up working out. Um, we're never going to see Mickey Rourke again in a Marvel movie, I don't think. Um, so, and I always like those kind of opportunities where, oh man, it'd be great if they brought this back to do this. You know, like, you know how they're going to do with the new Spider-Man, bringing in Jamie Fox and no, um, oh, I can't remember his name. The guy who played the Auto Octavius, but bringing in those guys who did such a good job with those characters. Um, later
2: on alfred so. molino
0: yep alfred molino.
2: um so i i agree and we're gonna talk about mickey rourke in this too um because i had the same thoughts when i first watched it i did enjoy the movie don't get me wrong i did enjoy the movie because again it's a person that i read about growing up like it became you know, superheroes. And they actually did a really good job. And this is when CGI was finally catching up and making the movies a yeah. lot better. Um, what was way different about this movie is compared to the previous movies is we did not have, this is a major recast to me was roadie was recast in this movie. We went from Terrence Howard to Howard. I promise I haven't been drinking. I just had a nip earlier. Um, I mean, we went from Terence yeah. Howard to Don Chadel. Is it Cheetle? Cheetle. Cheadle. What we decided I is
0: say, I don't know. I say Cheetle.
2: Cheetle. Don Cheadle. Don.
0: You get to be we too Don. You try to be too fancy with every last name. So
2: I really do. I just want to give everyone Cheadally. their due opportunity. Shadali. <laughs> Don Cheadle. Um, let's talk about Don Cheadle. What do you guys think? What did you think about him in this compared to the Terrence Howard? How did you guys feel when you saw Rhodey for the first time as being recast? Go ahead, Kyle. I mean, it was
3: it was a little bit of a shock because when I when I watched Iron Man two, I didn't watch it in theaters. I think I was like two years late on that, so I had some like time in between. Um, a little bit of a shock, but I think he did well.
0: I thought he did great. Um, I'm not sure what I really remember at the time. What I remembered him in, there was only one movie I could think of in my mind. Like, man, who is this guy? And it was a movie that really, I don't think anybody else had really ever seen, or not many people because I don't talk about. It, but um, it was the Goat. It was about Earl Manigault, a basketball player. Um, he was a stud back in the Cream uh, Abdul Jabbar days or Lou Alcindor back at that time, because it was during that high school time, but it was an HBO movie. And that's what I really remembered him from, because it was such a great movie to me. Um, but I thought he did good. And like we previously talked about, I, long-term as it's unfolded, I don't know if I could see Terrence Howard being that consummate teammate that I always mm-hmm. saw War Machine as and, and yeah. Rhodey. Yeah. Um, so I thought they'd made the right move. And um, I thought he did really good.
2: I agree. And you're talking about the GOAT um i've never seen it never even heard of it so thank you for mentioning that um but yeah no i've never heard i couldn't when i watched it i couldn't tell you one thing that i saw him in anything so this was kind of my first introduction to him i mean i may have seen something with him in it but it's not one of those it for me it wasn't even one of those i know his face where have i seen him from it wasn't even that for me but I, I enjoyed his performance. I thought he did a great job in it. I really did. And at this point, I can't see anyone else's War Machine just because he's been doing it for so long. Yeah. So, I think if, it, you know,
3: you think that's just coming from us seeing him so much in that role now that we can't imagine seeing anybody else? Like, if it would have been flip flop the other way around, we would still be having the same thing? Or do you think he actually just owns the role but, i think you know. you're
1: hitting
2: for me you're hitting it on the head right there it's just from seeing him for so long
0: over So as ten... we're talking about this i'm mm-hmm. going back and looking at his filmography so he had all the oceans 11 movies oh i guess for some i and mean, i knew he was in those but for some reason um at the time i guess it didn't click he was in swordfish which i love um
1: oh that's right he had the
0: uncredited cameo in rush hour two which i remember after the fact he was in traffic I mean, there was a boogie nights. I mean, there's a lot of movies here. I don't necessarily remember him in all of them mm-hmm. as I read this, them. but but he was in them. Who was he wow.
2: in Rush Hour Two? Because I love. Those uh,
0: he's the cousin. He's like a cook. Uh-huh. When uh, Chris Tucker's character, they're like, or he's not. That a cook, him. But maybe he owns a restaurant. Yeah, but he's, yeah, he's yeah. in that one. He's like pretending to be Japanese, or he's absorbed in the culture or whatever. That's he is right. That
2: he point. was in the when they went into the back the back uh, yeah. way. That's right. I didn't even know that was him. Yeah. Now you all are going to go look that up if you like Rush right.
3: Hour. Right. i through filmography now, just seeing.
2: See, and that's the kind of crap that you go through with this show. We will start telling you about stuff and we're going to learn with you. That's mm-hmm. what I really like about our show is it's like, oh, oh, he was in that. Oh, he was yeah. in that. And then I just learned, you know, from B-Rob, he was in Rush Hour too, and this is who he was. And that just kind of clicked at this point.
0: Well, that's the thing I love about every one of these episodes, and why it's not intimidating to come on here, is because you don't have to feel like you have to be right or you have to know everything. You can sit here and say, "I'm going to look mm-hmm. this up right now," because I really don't remember, and and then we can talk about it, and then yeah, we're learning something. So I mean, that's it's, the thing I love. That's about, what I'm doing 50 of the time. Just... <laughs>
1: well, yeah,
2: me too. But thank you for that, B Rob. We appreciate that. We're again, we're just two guys just trying to a be ourselves and. Hope someone learned something along the way. And oh, and total
0: it, side note um, the um role playing episode you guys did, mm-hmm. I know jack about any of that. So that was a total <laughs> just learning <laughs> everything. So it well, was get, very interesting.
2: Get ready in a couple weeks here. We're doing a uh spell jammer one and it's a role playing. It was, uh, I had a buddy helping me cable the house this weekend. Um, and so I'm able to stream. I did my stream last night, Kyle. Um, I had oh, five I people was... in it. So you know what? That's a victory. Heck yeah, dude! Five is. people. I'll Just take average yeah. three, man. Not not the uh, you know 32 that you had the last time you streamed, but damn it, I'll take five. That I one. was expecting zero. <laughs> um, where was I going with this? Oh. Andy Spelljammer um, and he was telling me kind of about Spelljammer and it's set in the D&D universe and it's a so here's D&D and here's Spelljammer and the Spelljammer also goes like this and then it goes out and it branches out so it's going to be really fun because Kyle and I don't know jack squat about it. So we're gonna be learning too. Like we're gonna talk to them so we know what questions to even ask, and they're gonna explain it. But it sounds like a lot of fun. And basically the way it was explained to me is Dungeons and Dragons is meets Star Trek in space.
0: But isn't Star Trek in space?
2: Yes, but Dungeons and Dragons isn't. This is like a yeah, Uh, it's it's a it's a wooden ship. You're kind of like a pirate and like in the in the ether aether other and
0: this is why i don't do that because i would literally be getting like little pieces little figurines thrown at me as i said but isn't it in space that's (laughs) (laughs) so
2: So it's it's gonna be fun they're gonna explain (laughs) they've they've written campaigns for it so it's gonna be fun so if you enjoyed learning about role-playing we're gonna learn with you on this one um yeah that'd be
3: that'd be a really cool one
2: it's gonna be a lot of fun um coming back to iron man um don we like don i think we all agreed on that and they pulled in mickey rourke on this one mickey rourke was most famous for his role in was it raging bull
3: He was in uh marble man harley davidson he was
2: uh that's what i remember him
0: from um wrestling like clicky. like his when was the rest uh yep, we're all clicking 08 07 08 maybe
2: so it was before iron man 2
0: i i think so because i felt like he was, it was coming 08. off yep i feel like he was coming off because i mean that got a lot of acclaim for him and i felt like that was the reason why he got this role almost
2: i agree and then he also played mm-hmm. what i remember him from was i don't remember him anything before this because he was a bigger star in the 70s, 80s, I believe. Um, I'm scrolling. Hold on. I might be completely off base with this. 80s. Yeah, 70s and 80s. Um, I'm looking here, because I know there's one he's most famous for. He was in Johnny Handsome. I don't remember that.
0: Uh, uh, the only other movie. thing I remember him that I, I watch quite frequently is The Expendables.
2: yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I love the expendables. We need to do episodes on those because those are I think those are classics, cult classics. Oh,
3: for sure. Yeah.
2: So okay, well we'll write that down. If is, um if you haven't watched Ryan well, Davidson's Marvel,
0: man, that's a that's a good one to watch with, with him in it. Though. That's a great movie. I honestly forgot he was in it. So,
2: I did too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do well, a quick recap so what it is, the, Kyle. Right. Oh uh,
3: it's it's, like quick over the, uh, high
2: overview, high, high overview.
3: Uh I just kind of do the. It's like him and a buddy, and they had to like rob a bank or something because somebody was going. Was it they're going in foreclosure? Yeah, like a friend's bar was going in foreclosure, and they decided to rob a bank. And it's kind of that. It's it's Mickey Rourke and Don Johnson. So if, like if that doesn't get you want to watch it, I don't know, <laughs> you know what will. Um, I watched it last time was probably a few years ago, but it, it's kind of coming off of the. The end of the '80s, cheesy action stuff into the early '90s. It's just a, it's, it's just a fun movie to watch. Um, they they feed off each other real well, and it was you don't he look so much different because I think that was before because he got his uh he got, he got his fe- face messed up in um, yeah he, like he went back to amateur boxing or something like that and then had some yeah, that's
0: the thing I like, remember uh, is he was a surgery. boxer.
2: Yeah. He was a real boxer. And uh, some Mm -hmm. classics. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He left acting to go retrain to do it again. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: I didn't know that.
0: After uh, after the movie I was talking about.
2: Quite a bit different. So,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, I'm punching myself right now because I forgot that he was in Sin City.
2: Yep. That's what I was going to go to. That's what I remember him from. I love Sin City.
0: Hmm. That's one of my favorite movies.
2: I love Sin City too. He was Marv in Sin City. Um, the guy who basically took like glass to the face and just kept walking. Um, but Sin City, yeah, he I remember him from Marv and then at uh, Marvin Sin City, and then he was also in I forgot about this, he was in Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Yep, he, he played Billy. I'm
0: about to go back and rewatch that now.
2: You're gonna go Google it real quick. Um, <laughs> so that's that's really what i remember him from um the expendables came out the same year as iron man 2 that was 2010 i don't know which came first the iron man or the expendable egg um but it was one of the two but if you don't know who he is that's who he is um to me because he was in an mcu movie i think that got him a little bit more stream completely my opinion but to me, that got him a little bit more mainstream because I remembered his I remembered him from Sin City, but it was like one of those like I can't really tell you who this guy is. Um but he did play Ivan Vanko or Whiplash. Whiplash was a to me, he was more of a little or known B villain for Iron Man. I never thought he was an A villain, and that's why I was completely disappointed that they chose whiplash for this like because you know there's so many you could have gone mandarin in this one you could have gone um uh the stark you could have done there's there, i mean there's a lot of people who you could have chosen and that's why whiplash to me was just kind of i mean what do you guys yeah, think agree. of him in there
0: i agree especially since you know our first time we were talking about it, i got off on that mandarin <laughs> yep tirade yep. so i was yeah. just waiting and waiting and waiting and uh then i whiplash oh okay and
2: then <laughs> so kyle what'd you think um so i didn't
3: i don't have a lot of, of reference like three those movies of who, like who i would have liked to seen as a as a villain in that i mean i have my my thoughts on it and maybe why they you're saying you know they went with the b villain and this was still kind of early in the the whole time of the, the, the MCU lifeblood, you know, it was still early in, in everything going. And, and so I like to think maybe they were trying to, I don't, know, I don't want to say use him as a filler, but, you know, try to get some more hype and things going for down the road. Then you can release, you know, the, the bigger baddies down the road or you don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, use that all up right off the bat. Um, and so, for me, coming in is like nobody with any point of reference to what would be a good Iron Man villain before that um I liked him in it, I thought like I just thought he was a cool character. I liked his look, his mannerisms, the way he talked, the way he you know, he was one of my favorite villains through the whole course of everything, and I think it was just because I thought like and he just he looked badass, seeing
2: again that's what this show is it's it's we don't always have to agree on everything like b rob and i were kind of like mm-hmm. eh, and kyle liked him and that's cool that's completely mm-hmm. cool and it's i i like the way the reason you like it instead of just saying i just liked yeah. him here's why very well thought out sir
1: yeah huh. i or, mean i had something. no
3: like if, if i would have had the background like you guys had where um you know, you know a lot of the lore and back history and, mm-hmm. and all these different points of reference. I I probably would have came from the same uh view you, you guys did, but it was coming from somebody that just had nothing to go off of. I liked him.
2: Well see, and I think that's exactly why I was disappointed. Cause I had mm-hmm. a lot of Iron Man comics. I had a lot of them. And, you know, like I said, he was never my favorite, but he was a steady collection of mine. Um and that's why for me it was just kind of hmm whiplash okay
3: could that have been you think maybe a reason they went that route with it because they knew using mickey Rourke they could make this bad guy badass bad guy visual and all that and that would appeal to people like me at the time who had nothing to go off of from before that you know i've got i've got no reason to be disappointed as long as they make make the big, big bed cool
0: yeah i mean i think he brought some duality to it as far as you could see him being you know the, the tough badass but then you could also see, okay yeah. yeah he's he's a pretty smart dude he can pull off doing what he's doing with the suits um and you know being the yeah. the physicist or whatever he was but um i don't know a whole lot of actors that could really pull off both of those from the looks to the actual acting so So I thought they did a great job. It was just the, you know, and to your point, um, they were definitely not going to bring in, you know, some of the ultimate big baddies they were saving in for the team ups. You know, they're not going to bring in Kang. They're not going to bring in, uh, there's no reason to bring in Galactus or Thanos at that point, Ultron. I mean, they're just, the big ones all seem to be, it takes multiple people to take them down. And, Uh, you know.
2: And to that point, they didn't have Galactus either. Galactus was a Fox property because Fox right. owned Fantastic Four and Galactus was in the cosmic universe with them. So they couldn't have on that one. Right. Um, and
0: Kang but, too, because Kang. And Kang too, awesome. right. Yeah. Right.
2: Um, yeah. and, and any of the Fantastic Four villains, they couldn't have brought in. Any of the X Men villains, they couldn't have brought in. Right. Um, and which sucks is because a lot of those Avengers classic canon villains you know crossover events they happened a lot with the Fantastic Four so I think that's why I
0: felt like they did Civil War too soon oh you think so with that I I think it would have been so much better it would have been like four movies
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but having it seeing how they split and why they split and the impact that uh Reed Richards has on being on the side he was on. Mm-hmm. Um I mean there's just there is a lot more to it that could have been brought, but I get it. It's way too much. Right. <laughs> I get it. But
2: oh I can't wait to have you back for phase two when we talk about Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> um because I liked Civil War, but there I agree with you there's some stuff that like I'm I referenced in the comics i'm like wait a minute they go why did they go this direction instead of this direction
0: Can you imagine if they had tom holland just pulling his mask off no in a in in any frame i mean that's my thing that's just such an impactful moment Mm -hmm. in that series that you're that you completely understand what that as a person you know what's that's what that's fixing to do to him
2: right right and i agree um Anyway, no, you're absolutely uh, right. I like that.
0: So, what Um, about uh, what do we think about them bringing uh, Scarlet, uh, Black Widow, into this?
2: Yep, she's actually next one. I absolutely loved it. I've always liked Black Widow, just because she is one of your non-super powered Avengers, and she is the first female hero in the Marvel universe. To me some would argue that it could have been pepper or betty but i'm talking the ones that actually fight the bad guys so to me you know it's it's really cool that the widow was in there and she did a phenomenal job in this movie like i remember the first time that um when she was undercover and then she had to run out and she took down that guy doing that spin around was it around his neck
0: or his arm Oh. The Hurricane Rata. Oh my God! Yes,
2: <laughs> I'm, I just remember being in the theater, going, "Oh, damn!" So it's really cool. I that just you wanted
0: have... to stand up and salute because I mean, that <laughs> was amazing.
2: It was. They they did. I think they did her character justice. I really do, and
0: I, I can't imagine anybody else playing her.
2: No, I can't either. Um, and then, well. And now hopefully at some point we'll get to see the Black Widow movie, which is almost a year past its due date. Uh,
0: April, right?
2: I think April. Did they say Disney Plus finally?
0: Um, I haven't heard that. I thought it was still coming out in the theaters, but I heard I but thought it's it was the too- next Marvel one.
2: Yeah. And then they pushed because- Eternals back to summer, I think.
0: Right. So it is uh was it shang chi and the ten rings is that i think that's before eternals
2: yeah that's supposed to be uh i want to say that's june mayor june um which i love shang chi also that's he's the master of kung fu um he who was really big in the um marvel team-ups comic right i was gonna say the what ifs but it was the marvel team-ups i
3: think um, i uh Black Widow movie right now, like the latest thing. This is just still from a few days ago. They're still scheduling for release at cinemas on May seventh, so it's shown for a full. Oh, they kicked release. it back. Yeah. Oh. And it's, personally, and Disney is currently not considering a streaming release for Black Widow, so it it may just be all big screen.
2: Which I think at the. As of, you know, January 31st, 2021 at 8.30 p.m., I think that's a mistake because we're still in the middle of this pandemic. It's not getting any better right now. The vaccinations aren't happening as fast as they thought they would. So I don't think the theaters are going to be back to normal by May. I really don't.
0: I don't think they'll be back to normal um i think for me i want to see how many new movies are truly coming out because if you can devote eight to ten theaters Mm -hmm. to it and socially distance um i mean there's nothing like you know i felt completely safe we want i mean we have hbo we watch wonder woman Mm -hmm. um here but then I was like man let's I want some fat kid wants some popcorn let's go Um, so we um, so we went did that and there was literally you know I took the kids to see the crews too. I mean both times there was like 40 people in the entire theater and it was your space so if you can do that across multiple theaters Mm -hmm. at the one complex I I think that's trying to give some sense of normalcy even though Mm -hmm. we know we're not there Yeah, But I think you got to give people the option. I mean, I think you need to do it kind of like they did with Wonder Woman, given the option. For this limited time, it'll be on HBO and and it'll be in theaters. I think that's a smart move.
2: Oh, I I agree. I agree. My whole point is right now, I don't think it's a smart move to bank only on theaters. Yeah, If you want to make some money, um, a lot of people didn't like the new Wonder Woman. I loved it. I really did. It was just fun. I mean, I had some complaints, but it was nothing that was enough where I didn't enjoy it. Right. But I kind but of I think I, I enjoyed the opportunity getting to see it at home and then being able to, if you have, want the option, like B-Rob said, go to the theater and watch it. Yeah. That's just more money for them. It really is. Right. Um, if they can do that and give the options to people, I think that's, like you're saying, absolutely yeah. saying the safest bet.
0: And there's no reason why they shouldn't be able to. It's just about working in that partnership. hmm So... I agree.
3: Yeah, they got the streaming partnership side now with Disney, and you know a lot can change between now and then.
0: Well, and how much money? I mean, look at how much money Mulan made. Everybody <laughs> said, "Oh, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that." Well, millions of people did. So, mm-hmm.
2: yeah you know. who who did that? I'm raising my hand. There's two of us raising we our do. hand out of yeah. three. I. I liked the Mulan movie. I'm sorry. It, it wasn't... I mean, my kids was...
0: watched it five times in like three days.
2: Really? And that's without <laughs> awesome. music.
0: So, I yeah. mean, to me, that's that's amazing. And my daughter's running around with a sword, <laughs> a fake sword. Uh, but, you know, so I just, I think, it, again, it proves this point. There's uh, a female in power. It empowers young girls. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: it doesn't always have to be what the traditional Disney disney the original disney was i love what they did with it so right right um but we're going off on a different deal but the big deal is you got to have options um to make money and to get your product out to the people right now
2: right going
0: off on a different deal
2: have you guys listened to our first four episodes <laughs> this is what uh, we do but you know what it comes back because b rob was talking about female empowerment that's what right. black widow is See what
1: i did there <laughs> See? It's all, all
2: full circle. <laughs> you've been playing <laughs> all those,
3: this whole time, you've sent him. You
2: did right. that.
3: It was intentional. So,
2: here's what Black Widow is to me. She's kind of the heart of the Avengers to me. She's kind of the steady one. They all trust her. Um, And, you know, she's the super spy, but the superpowered beings in the Avengers all trust her, so I think she's kind of a focal point for them, which I thought was kind of awesome.
0: I don't know if I ever felt like that. I, as far as she was the heart, mm-hmm. um, because I, but I do, I do, I did totally understand and respect like the, the what they did to get. To ensure that she gained the trust of everybody, like you mm-hmm. said. She had to work doubly hard because of all the red in her ledger, as she always,
2: <laughs> literally red, always
0: mentions. Yeah, yeah,
2: the Russian. So.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, any of our Russian listeners, which out of the twelve of you listening, I don't think there's one. Um, we don't mean anything by that. Kyle might, but I don't. B Rob doesn't.
3: I mean every single word of it.
2: <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> Drink happen. your whiskey, your honor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but uh, but Black Widow, she she was amazing in this movie. They really set her up, and I feel like the movies from there on just continued to build her character. Right mm-hmm.
2: now, it was the was the Widow Sting in this one, or was that? Am I thinking of like Winter Soldier when they introduced her, her the the Widow Sting,
0: the little gauntlet? I thought she she had a um, something on her hand. Mm-hmm. She didn't throw the discs, or I thought she had something on her hand when she's taking out like fifteen guys, and Happy's beating up one. Um, I thought she used something there. I might she did, be wrong.
2: I think you're right. It did she like punch them together in someone's head, and it like shocked them. The it was the early version of the shock of the sting.
0: It was something like that, I thought.
2: Damn it! I'm gonna have to go rewatch it's... this to just figure it out now. If in case you guys didn't know, we didn't rewatch any of these. Mm-mm. Dude, this is all off memory. Um, so, you guys may say, Hey, you guys forgot about this part. Go to our Discord. Let us know. Go mm-hmm. to our Facebook. You know, just yep. let us know. If we got something we missed, we, we openly admit it. Yep. Just yeah, let I'll us know. I'll
0: buy a beer for every time you say I'm wrong. So, that's going to be a lot of beers. I like it's to drink a lot. Of...
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go back and rewatch this when we're done. You're probably to find me some beer. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's right. I think you. I talked to you last time. You said, I'm out of beer.
3: Mm-hmm. So No, I was out of whiskey last time and I was drinking beer. Now I'm out of beer and I have whiskey. Oh, that's so. what it was. Yeah. That's what it yeah, was.
2: Full circle now. Oh, excuse me, sir. <laughs> it was something. Um, Now the big thing in Iron Man, I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's the armored Avenger because he has all these armors. In the first Iron Man movie, we saw two different armors
1: Mm
2: -hmm. um the first one was the mark one that one was the big clunky one the gray the one that they welded together Mm -hmm. and used like the apple II to write the code for up to this movie we have up to the mark six i believe um the first movie went up to mark three I don't know if we ever saw the Mark II. We might have. The Mark II, I think, was the first prototype he was flying out and, you know, and crashed in. And then we got to the Mark III. That's where we ended. Once Iron Man 2 hit, when we are at the Stark Expo, um, when Whiplash comes out and he cuts the little, uh, what are those? Are those F1 cars? Yeah. Yeah. I the open was, wheel cars. Not, so
0: yeah. Formula One.
2: When he cut him, and he put down the briefcase, that is the Mark Five. that's the silver and red one from the briefcase, which isn't as hefty as the other ones. The one at the Stark Expo is the Mark Four, And then we have the Mark VI, which is the, so all, the, all of the armors up until now have had the arc reactor in a circle on his chest. When we got to the Mark Six, that's the classic golden red, that has the triangular arc reactor in it. Which is more in line with some of the mid to late 90s comics, early 2000s. Why they changed it, I don't know. Um, what did you guys like about the armors? What didn't you like about the different armors that he's worn up until now? I mean, thoughts? I'm
3: going back and kind of looking at pictures of the old ones. I'd- I remember the suitcase one being different. I did not remember it being that different. There was, There is a uh, stark, no pun intended, but there is a stark contrast.
2: Ah, t- oh,
3: Somebody had to do it.
2: So funny.
1: The, uh, I'm
0: not sure I really paid attention to it until we got later on and just the cool ways that he put it on. Yeah, uh, where I really started paying attention because it's always been um you know, even looking at like the Funkos I have from uh, the first movie to the other movies, I mean there's obviously a contrast, but I mean the colors are similar, they just they just pop more mm-hmm. more more refined. So
1: I think the
3: so I'm going back and looking at Mark six is very classic Iron Man looking, except for the the arc reactor.
2: Mm-hmm. The triangle. Mm -hmm. Which that's the triangle we see in a lot of the later movies too.
1: Yeah.
3: Well, he carried it over. Well, there's some different uh versions of it as well. It was round it went back to round and then kind of a um almost like a not a hexagon, but shield shape. And then uh, I like the round. Just if we're gonna talk arc reactor. We're gonna talk arc reactor. I like the round.
2: So do you guys think it was just like a cosmetic thing in the armor and the arc reactor was still, you know, cause that was the thing that was keeping the shrapnel out of his heart.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That was the big magnetic thing. Do you guys think he actually switched it out? Like you would like tennis shoes or, you know, like a, like some sort of fashion statement, or do you think it was, cause he is Tony Stark, you know, he's going to do what he wants. Or do you think it was just cosmetic, like, like a faceplate almost?
3: I it's probably just cosmetic, just because Tony being Tony. Um, yeah, because he's not gonna. I mean, his reactor, his arc reactor is round. Um, there's, I think it's just a cosmetic thing. So it makes something look a little bit cooler because there's not, there's just subtle variations other than color scheme from like the five, kind of standing out from the from everything else. Right, it's still a pretty pretty basic similar design. I think it's just a the cosmetic thing to look just something different or we'll see if people will
1: catch I agree.
2: it. So other characters that we had in the movie, uh, we see Nick Fury again. We see agent Colson, which if you're not, you're starting to see a theme with um, Colson appearing in two Marvel movies now. Um, and we see Pepper Potts tony's um what was she still the secretary or assistant in this one or was she taking a bigger role in this one i can't remember on that she
0: took a bigger role because that's why she brought on i mean natasha ended up being her assistant at one point
2: that's right uh what was her name her name was natalie rushman when she was playing the uh the undercover person right um of course john is happy um and Paul Bettany is Jarvis, still is Jarvis's voice. Mm-hmm. Very important to note about Paul Bettany, as Jarvis's voice, and we'll get to that later.
0: Um, and, and this one, Sam, and Justin yep. Hammer.
2: Yep, Justin yeah. Hammer. Ju- who My was Justin relief. Hammer?
0: Uh, he was, I mean, Tony's adversary as far as arms went. I mean, Hammer. Um, can't remember the name of his company but um yeah but i mean they were basically going for all the same dod contracts and um his stuff just didn't always work near as well so and there's kind of the comic relief throughout some of the movies so
2: yep and i thought he did a really good job as sam rockwell as um justin hammer i thought he did a good a a good job i enjoyed his performance um kyle did you know who justin hammer was before this movie uh
3: no i did not and uh, I've been kind of reading a little bit more and I uh, actually went back to started watching some of the, uh, just from the last episode that we did where we talked about Tony Stark's ringtone being the, the theme song from the animated invincible mm-hmm. from uh, start. I went back to start watching that. And um, this week, I think I just got through one episode because my little five-year-old fell asleep and I didn't want to watch it by myself. I kind of like watching stuff with people. So, um, nothing wrong uh, with that but he was, he was in the first episode of that if I remember right he was building a tunnel or something and uh, so I, I didn't before the movies though no
1: okay it's and
2: see, that's not a problem it's Justin Hammer's uh, didn't he design the whiplash power the power suit that um, Mickey Rourke was wearing that was his company wasn't it or did they steal that from Tony I don't remember. I honestly don't remember.
0: I mean, I feel like because Howard Stark allegedly stole Vonko's dad's design. Design. I, I feel that. like yeah. th- that was. I mean, I feel like that was Whiplash's own design, with maybe some help from the resources that Hammer had. But I don't feel like uh, Hammer had much to do with ac- Whiplash's actual suit. I may be totally wrong on that, but
2: no, that I'll go with that because that was actually really good. Um, Oh, and speaking of um, John Slattery, was Howard Stark in this again? We saw him. Mm -hmm. And another person of note, because he's going to come up in another episode that we're talking about, is Gary Shandling as Senator Stern very very important to note this character if you don't know why just listen once we get to phase two he plays a pivotal role in my opinion um let me get back to my notes here um what direction did you guys think after watching Iron Man 2, what direction did you guys think that the MCU was going to take after this? Like, what, what were your thoughts after watching this? I know it's, this was, you know, 11 years ago. But if you can remember that back that far, what did you think?
3: I just kind of remember thinking that this, this is the kickoff of something that's going to be big. I mean, Iron Man 1 was was huge. You saw stuff everywhere when Iron Man 1 came out. Hulk, okay. And then Iron Man 2 came out. And, like, it just, you could see that the the interest in it was just massive. It just grew and built off of that first one. So, I just kind of remember thinking, like, there's going to be, you know, that's before I even started looking into, you know, seeing, okay, what's next, what's next, what's next? Just seeing that, like, there's going to be a lot more like this is just the beginning of something really really big and this is going to be really really cool um just i remember loving the movie and was like excited to see what was coming next
0: yeah i remember thinking that all right the avengers is happening because you already have arguably three counting war machine um and and then i also just remember thinking they're they're the next the next bad guy is going to be a big one because you're not going to follow up Whiplash with another B player, so I remember being excited about that.
2: I'm, I'm exactly the same as both of you. I just remember how excited I was again because you know it, and I will fully admit at the time I didn't realize that Hulk was part of MCU. I just thought it was another Marvel movie. I didn't know it was all connected at the time, but. I was just excited the direction that they were going to take. And I remember saying there's it, Avengers is coming. Avengers is coming. Avengers is coming. This means, are we going to see cap soon? Are we going to see, um, you know, who are we going to see in the Avengers? Cause the Avengers roster has been so massive throughout the years and so many different iterations. There was Avengers West coast. There was Avengers. There was Avengers great lakes, which we don't talk about. Um, the avengers initiative there was um you know just all sorts of ones and you know who would they pull from like photon captain marvel captain marvel um black knight who black knight was always one of my
0: favorites well not only that but the the different players who played some of the same characters right i mean i remember thinking like okay so when's ant-man gonna come into this because ant-man was a if not the founder, the a founding member of the Avengers original.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it um, wasn't
0: the Paul Rudd version.
2: Right, right. It was because this version, he wasn't comic relief in the Avengers. The Scott Lang that we know wasn't comic relief. Don't get me wrong, I love Paul Rudd as Scott Lang. I think he's amazing. But this is completely different from anything we've read. Um, and then my question was when were you going to see Janet Van Dyne, the Wasp, or right. um, Hank Pym? Because Hank Pym right. has always been a steady Avenger.
0: And he was the original Ant Man that was in the Avengers with Wasp. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, right.
2: and the original Giant Man.
0: Yeah. So, when you think, when you think of the Avengers, like who were mm-hmm. the first five people really that come to your mind?
2: For me, that would be Captain America. That would be Thor. That would be the Wasp that would be ant-man and i would say i could i can name four just off the top of my head oh iron man duh yeah i was like i can't think of anyone else that would be original it's iron man right
3: kyle so just well that made me want to ask you guys a question um so you have you have so you guys have so much vested in um what what would be canon, or what you think should be canon, or what is and what isn't canon, and how things tie in, and with with all these different versions and iterations of the Avengers, and uh, you know different universes and different timelines and things from what like we're coming on now, like uh, sixty years of of uh, comics, um, would you have rather the MCU taken a very defined path on on one of those storylines, or are you happier seeing things brought in from everything made to work to be something like new and hmm. new and fresh? And
2: instead uh, of taking what's canon, are we happy for the new direction it took? Yeah,
3: yeah. Are are you? I mean, because by th- like if if it was stuck with one storyline and stuck with canon, hmm. then. I would think things would be fairly predictable. You're like, you know, you know, eventually you're going to get this big bad and you know, eventually like this is probably how the storyline is going to go because this is how it happened in the comics. You know, this goes kind of back to that. Well, it didn't happen in the book this way. And very rarely do you get the movie that does better than the book, but this is a different beast. I think this is Mm -hmm. telling a whole different story using a whole wide berth of, of source material. And so, are you guys, as as you know, long term old school fans? Like, what are your thoughts on the reimagining of everything and it trying to tell a whole new story using things that are familiar instead of sticking with a single storyline?
0: I can I can definitely appreciate and love the, and with as, as it goes with comic book movies a lot more than i can changing things and whether it was harry potter or game of thrones or Mm -hmm. um, a lord of the rings leaving some key scenes i felt out i can live with it when it comes because there are just so many ways you can go um there are things i think i would i don't know if i would change anything knowing how it all plays out as it was coming out like yeah i probably would have stuck with hank pym and janet originally and then let the next cycle be hope and uh, scott lang whatever um but i feel like the way they did it kind of like we were talking about starting what you couldn't start this cycle with that ant-man movie you couldn't have done it with captain america it would probably have been tough with thor so just the cycle and how they did everything um i mean they're geniuses and mm-hmm. the way they tie everything in all the little things you know having gary shandling's character that we were just talking about how that factored in because you're always like, man, why, why is this person continuously in these movies? Or um, they're geniuses. So I wouldn't change anything. I'm very happy with how it played out. Um, you always, um, you know, Monday morning quarterback everything. So Matt, um, I think that just means you're invested in the product and you're a fan. Um, so
2: I pretty much I'm going to echo what B-Rob said. I think if they would have stuck to source material, they did stick to source material, but they didn't at the same time. They went a whole different direction. And I think stuff doesn't, things don't always translate well when you go to um, the moving picture, television, um, movies. Sometimes it does, sometimes it's better. But I think this is one time where it was better the direction that they took versus... Letting the fanboys say it should have been this way because Scar, you know, Scarlet Witch did this and this and this. But she actually appeared in episode 187 or issue 187. It, you couldn't do that with this one. They kept us guessing the entire time. And they did such a great job of keeping it secret. It was just exciting for me as a fanboy.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I'm not a toxic fanboy. I think you guys can figure that out, but it was just really exciting, and I liked the direction that they changed. And I think it was for the better. It, it, if it had gone any other way, and they stuck to comics, I don't think it would have succeeded. Well,
3: you wouldn't have been surprised as much.
2: No, I and I don't. I don't know if I would have been as vested, to be honest with you.
3: if it's something that you've already like, you've already seen it, you already have a ninety percent idea of what's going to be happening. Mm-hmm. There's, you already know it. You know, you're just waiting right. to see to see it come from your imagination and what into in uh, in what you've seen in the books to to a screen versus okay, this yeah, is Yeah, but
0: that's to that point, it's it's always amazing to see how they, they pull off the things that you've only read in Word. Yeah. Yeah, comic books are different because you've seen the graphics, but like um I think about pulling off Ned Stark's beheading and mm-hmm. um, and how they led after that and all the drama to you know, Bilbo walking in on Smog for the first time and seeing him, you always, you always wonder how it's truly gonna play out. Uh, The Harry, Voldemort, I mean, there's just so many things that the battle, um, the Battle of Hogwarts, I mean, you just, you wonder how how they're gonna make it come to life on the screen. Um, The problem I have with things is when they make another character do something they didn't, um, that's where I kinda, I don't mind you leaving stuff out, but when you make certain people bigger characters than they really were um sometimes i struggle with that
2: can you give an um, example of that
0: um i can't in marvel um, just anything any in any anywhere well like they made like neville longbottom a bigger character in the mm-hmm. potter movies than then he should be he really was in the book um and then um i'm trying i know there's some game of thrones ones that i'm just missing uh right but uh but that's probably the one that just i automatically go back to is uh, and then you just you always question like why would you leave this this scene out um and in some cases like we were talking about they didn't have the rights to be able to do certain things um yeah. so again but they're geniuses so who are we uh, you know that, to question it as long as we we love it you know this we're not we're not there bashing them like we are um the very first hulk movie which we literally just talked about negatively (laughs) so
2: who are we i'm the guy paying 25 dollars a ticket for imax
0: right yeah
2: damn it they will listen to every word i have to say and you brought this up not me but peter jackson damn it where's my tom bombadil good example if you don't know who that is wait till we do our lord of the rings one because i'm sure i'm gonna rant on that um because he was a big part of the lore um right so yeah um that's my answer kyle what about you
3: as far as like something that changed up that bothered me um from source material you know getting out of the mcu but from source material to a movie that botched some stuff and i like them both in their own right was uh ready player one um, from source material to movie completely different, you know, and, and, um, if I would just seen the movie and so this is, this is kind of this, I can tie this in, (laughs) I can make this work, but, uh, just see if I would just seen the movie, I'm like, okay, that's a cool movie. I just read the book. It's a good book. Seen two together. I see the differences and I can appreciate both of them in their own right. And I think that would kind of be the same here if I would have the, uh, the, the background, the history of all the comics, like you guys have, I would be able, you know, I would see, okay, yeah, this where the differences lie, but can still appreciate the two, you know, in their the own right. Yeah.
2: And see, I'd never read Ready Player One. My wife did. I only saw the movie. So I absolutely adore that movie mm-hmm. just with all the Easter eggs. And I'm like, I see the Battle Toads. And then I'm like, look, there's one of the doom, and you know, I'm just pointing out everything. Like, and then you know, Gundam. I literally did the scream and the hands,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, just because I love Gundam. So I can see what you're saying, though. Like between on on your example, mm-hmm.
0: um, I ahead. still haven't read or watched that movie, and this is like the fourth time in eight or nine days that somebody said you need to watch that movie. So. My buddy Dylan Crossland, if he's listening, because I've told him about this podcast, I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to read it, because he's the one like, man, you need to watch this, because you're. I know when you, you'd you love it. So.
3: Yeah, Dylan, you have his so, word now.
2: So, B-Rob, I would recommend to you, after hearing Kyle, I would watch the movie first, okay. just so you're not disappointed in it, because it is a fun movie, and I thought it the is. movie was extremely well done. And when you see all the little Easter eggs in there from all the classic games and stuff that we know, it's fun. Like, I love going through rewatching that movie just to see who I can find that I didn't see before.
3: I just... I I get... I'm not, like, a big, like, state pride kind of guy. I kind of am, I guess, in a little sense. It just bothered me from the source material from... In the book, they they started in Oklahoma. In the movie, not so much. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm waiting for the, you know... The Oklahoma That's Thor ties. That's what's wrong with the book. I know there's ties to Oklahoma in Thor lore, damn it. And where's our...
1: Uh-huh.
3: They what moved it? to...
2: Uh, it's like it Southwest. To...
3: It was, no, was, it it was Lotton? near
1: Lawton. Oh, Lawton.
2: It's a little town near Lawton, wasn't it?
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, Asgard got relocated to Oklahoma. New Why Asgard. Hmm?
2: New Asgard. Right. Um, and we'll discuss that in Thor lore. Um, now back to B-Rob's original question. What was your original question? <laughs> we did, we... The,
0: who are the five? <laughs> when you think of the Avengers, who are like the five that automatically come to your mind?
2: Okay, who, who would you pick?
0: Um, Iron Man, Cap, Hawkeye, Thor, uh-huh. and Hank Pym. And, I, and I, I would throw in the wasps because you can't really put in Ant-Man without the wasp of those six. But for whatever reason, I've just, Hawkeye is always, anytime the Avengers are talked about, Clint Barton comes into it for me. Whether it was from that at the arcade game, because he used to always play the Nintendo in the arcade game, was yeah. Hawkeye or Vision. Um, but, uh, but Hawkeye is always one that comes to my mind um, when we talk about the Avengers.
2: See, and that's one of the, when we get to Avengers, that's going to be one of my things, too, is Hawkeye. I don't think they did him justice in these movies. I think that because Hawkeye was always a pretty cool character because he always had all these trick arrows. He's kind of, you know, he's he's Marvel's answer to the green arrow is what it was. He had all these different kind of arrows. And I don't think they did him justice in the Marvel universe. That's one thing that I don't think was done well. Because he was always an interesting qu- character. Um, but we'll get to that when we get to Avengers. Kyle, would you have any picks?
3: Just from what I can remember seeing on the covers of comics when I was a kid that I never got to get. I mean, I, uh, Captain America sticks out, Iron Man sticks out. Um, I remember seeing Ant-Man on a cover. Um, but as far as getting a full five, you know my Avengers are the ones that I've seen on, on screen.
2: See, that's, that's what I like about this discussion we're having right now is got you got two guys who know the original source material from years and years ago. Mm-hmm. And then you have your point of view from the movie point of view. That's what you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then, you know, you know, a little bit about the backstory, but you don't know what B-Rob and I know. Mm-hmm. What because I'm-, I'm sure you, you had friends in high school, unlike some of us what i'm um, what i'm
3: hoping that we end up doing like not just this episode but the whole th- the whole thing of the show itself is like what's happening with just our avengers talk with you guys knowing the source material it's making me want to go out and like i need to you know what do i need to find to read to you know get, not get on your level but to what do i need to find to read you know and that's that's this has sparked that in me, and i think that's kind of the whole lactic
2: war kree skull war Avengers Disassembled. Mm-hmm. Don't be suing me. I can't take any more homework right now, but <laughs> actually, y- y- disassembled is one you're going to want to read because that' ties into our murky.
1: Okay.
0: Well, one thing I'd recommend just as a quick deal, is uh, find one that like T's got a, an Avengers encyclopedia
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and it gives a really good rundown of the characters, just like one page like what, ep- what like what, what uh, issue they came in. Who their villains were, their powers, all like just on every page. It's, an, it's only a one. Oh, that's page cool. Deal. So it's just it's just kind of a cool.
2: So it's um, huge though.
0: Yeah, it's probably probably about that thick. Because he's got one for DC and Star Wars, and that's just like we were trying. We would read like he'd get to pick three characters every night that we would read about. Didn't learn about before we went to bed, you know, and that's something that—that's a cool still idea do sometimes. So am uh, so lucky, I'm we have steal to that read idea.
2: about unicorns, unicorns, and Pig the Pug, and
0: oh, I have that. Uni the unicorns big downstairs with with that one. So
2: get Thelma the unicorn. That one's actually really okay. good um, because that's by the guy who wrote Pig the Pug, and Pig the Pug books are disgusting, but they're awesome. Um, because right. Pig. The yeah, Pig's a jerk. Um, so those of you with young kids, remember that Pig the Pug books. There's a bunch of them. Um, and they're they really are an entertaining and they're a quick read too. So is there anything
0: they're... else about Iron Man Two that we just loved? We haven't talked about. The robot is always one of my favorite things. It's all the shenanigans and funny little comic relief that he brings in the workshop. Yeah. Uh,
2: i mean i can't think so iron man 2 was good but it didn't it wasn't a standout for me if you ask my top like 10 marvel mcu movies i don't think i would put iron man 2 in there i liked it but it wasn't one of my favorites
0: if i did it would just be me because it introduced natasha
2: yeah i think i would go with that kyle
3: I, it, it sticks out there with me for a different reasons. So I remember watching, watching it um, with my grandpa and he like automatically pointed out, you know, Mickey Roar when he saw him and he was like excited to see him for some reason. Like, I didn't know why. And, and uh, I'm trying to remember exactly what he said. And uh, he said something like, oh, he's, I don't know what happened to him, but his face is different. So he was talking about his, you know, reconstructive surgery so that he had and it was just a, a good movie or a good memory watching that with my grandpa so that one kind of kind of that movie kind of sticks with me there
2: oh, that's cool yeah i would agree with you b rob um in the end we'll give a quick recap uh if you didn't know iron man beats whiplash and justin hammer that may be a shocker to some of you but you know what we're here to ruin it for you so uh, let's talk Easter eggs. Yeah, I, was, I, has, I saw
3: some on your list here and some things that I, I don't remember catching. I remember catching some, but there's one I'm let's very start, interested in. Yeah.
2: Let's start with the Shield map. Shield has a map up of potentially interesting spots. The first one that was on there, they hinted at Norway being at some sort of hotspot uh, for, I think they said magical energy. I can't remember exactly what it said on the board. But it was a hot spot, and they said Norway. Norway is relevant because Thor. Thor.
1: Uh, so I. Is that?
3: There. Um, I'm trying to remember back some of the the uh, original lore from, but in the Thor lore, which I'll never get tired of saying that the uh, Thor lore, the Thor lore, the the version. Of uh, Odin and Thor, like that we know in real life, not uh, Marvel Universe. Um, actually, did kind of happen, but that was the uh, uh, they would actually come through there. Is that what it was, or that? Or am I thinking of something completely different? What like do you mean come through? That um, that they how they got to our, they how had, they got they to had, Midgard. Well, they they had actually visited the asgardians had actually visited earth in the past at some point or am i crossing that up with something else
2: no i think you're right that um if i remember correctly the source material from marvel it that's how the they're saying the legends came to be if i remember right right, it you know jump in anyone jump in anytime tell me i'm wrong but i believe that they visited in the past that's how they became the gods Mm -hmm. that were worshipped and how they were remembered you worded that way better right than I was it. trying to get it out. Yeah. That's
3: I think <laughs> I was trying to I think That's it.
2: what you I, I think I think that's right. B Rob, you'll yeah, I think, so, you, too. I you, think okay. so too. Um and Kyle, you want to go over this next one? Well because I think this was one of the coolest ones. Well that's and that's where you brought up
3: Wakanda, and I don't remember catching that. So that's I wanted you to it's
2: yeah, it's on the map. And this was eight years before Black Panther came out. So this means that Marvel had all this shit mapped out this far back.
3: Okay, I see. I'm looking
2: at the map now. You should see it on there.
3: Yeah, I can see. Okay, I see Norway, England. So we have Greenland. We have New York. I've even condid there.
1: Okay.
2: I'm gonna look too.
0: Yeah, but and I think about that, you know, even if they were never gonna do anything with it, I mean it's kind of like when they drop hints about other things. I mean, um, was it in um was a Civil War when they drop they started naming off that list of names and they said Stephen Strange's name. Uh, mm-hmm. and then like in um Endgame where they um Okoye is talking about earthquakes. Do we really think they're ever going to do anything with Namor? So I think, I mean, I think who knows, but I think they just, they do that to tease us as well as, Hey, this is actually going to work. We found, our, we found our black Panther. We found a Chadwick Boseman. Yep. You know? And so.
1: So you
3: think that like, they could just be hedging their bets ahead of time. Like, like you're saying, we may not go this route, but we have it there in case we do decide to go this route. Like, oh, okay.
0: Well, it's we, that. Can't... I think it's just one more thing that gives a nerd a boner. Mm-hmm. you know when you when you wakanda oh or or the norway thing and you know it's it's just uh it's just one more thing that it's like what if you know
2: a noner no
0: i know that leads into your nurkies. So. yes yeah, it's,
2: yeah. it's you, and you'll take our noner and our nurkies and like it
0: mm-hmm. i want to sh- oh. take a quick shower just for mentioning <laughs> of those.
2: running theme um, let's actually go back because when I was looking at the map, I just saw the cover to Iron Man 2, the movie poster, and we forgot the what what back to B Rob's point, what we took away from it, what we remember from it. War Machine, we forgot to talk about War Machine. We actually see the War Machine armor in this one. He created the War Machine armor, and in the source material, in the comics, Rody was not the first War Machine. Tony was the first war machine. I remember this comic vividly because uh, it was like... It, I want to say it was part of Armor Wars where um, Tony's tech, his uh, blueprints got out in the wild, basically. And every Tom, Dick, and Harry was creating a suit of armor. And to- this was Tony going and basically demolishing this armor and the plans. It was these three samurai that came in and just Um, they were like techno samurai and they demolished tony in this comic i'm talking the iron man armor could not stand up to it this is why he went back to the lab and he created the war machine armor to combat them specifically and i remember that this is the 90s mid 90s probably um when it was because i remember the cover was awesome because it was um one of those not holographic but the ones that like uh when you moved it was the shiny and had like you know like kind of rainbowy looking colors a foil cover um and that was always one of my favorite arcs of that and so this is where Rhodey became war machine anyone no one bueller bueller mm,
0: I don't remember
3: I see. B dropped thinking brings, really hard about coming.
0: Through. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> which brings deep. us back to, which brings us back to episode one. When you get to be an older nerd, you forget shit.
3: Mm-hmm. So much shit.
2: Let's see. I've forgotten more than I know at this point. Um. Let's, let me see if I can find that Iron Cover. Yep, there it is. Okay, I'm gonna share this real quick. And let me share this. Can you guys see it? Yep. Because this, and it might not have been, I think the samurai were the fart. I remember him fighting the samurai with War Machine. This might have been the guy who melted the armor. I don't remember, but yeah, I remember owning this issue. And it was forty-eight pages, so that was a big thing at the time. That's cool. So So you're saying okay, that, was, that back- was
3: the first appearance of War Machine then? Mm-hmm. There. Okay.
2: Yeah. Um no, it wasn't Yeah, it was this guy who melted. armor and tony had to create long distance fighting stuff that wasn't energy based or something like that but it was the first appearance of war machine um okay uh back to the easter eggs um on the map they actually referenced atlantis on there so atlantis being the home of king namor the sub uh submariner our he in the Marvel comics is he's basically the Marvel answer to Aquaman. Cuz I believe Aquaman was first. Yeah. Um Marvel and DC steal from each other all the time. That's what they've always done. Like Thanos is um who is he? Uh Darkseid. 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 Yeah. Um he uh The Sentinel is Superman. Um,
0: Shazam and Captain Captain Mar-Vell.
2: That's right. That's right. I forgot about that one. Um, I can't think of who the DC Iron Man version would be, though. I can't remember, but they steal from each other all the time. Um, oh, Flash and Quicksilver. That's a great example, too. But I still think, so based on this, we had eight years before Wakanda, before Black Panther even happened, they had Wakanda on the map. If this is a roadmap to what they're thinking, I still think we may get a a, a Namor Namor, um, movie at some point, or an introduction, maybe in phase four. Because he had Atlantis in the comics has a lot of mystic stuff because Atlantis was a magical city that was sunk. They had a lot of mages according to the story, and he, according to Marvel, he's the first mutant. So I'm wondering if he is a pro- He was if he was a property of Fox. I don't know. I need to look that one up, but I'm wondering if that's why he hasn't been used up until then. I think Kyle's looking it up right I'm now. I'm looking right now.
0: I think he's the one you could have used and you just didn't use the word mutant. I think that's one that was originally included. I just... I, Man, that's a difficult one. That's a... I just don't know how much interest you have. You're a big-name person.
2: Imperious Rex. Um, I'm not... I don't know. I kind of think that we may... I think we may end up seeing him at some point. Uh, this is
3: from um, a few years ago, but it, um, this is from 2016 when it was talking about uh, I't know Foxhead, X-Men and Deadpool, Sony Head, Spider-Man, and the more in Man thing floated out in film limbo at Universal and Lionsgate. Okay. whatever reason there?
2: It's in there. <laughs> but there's that. Uh, another Easter egg. We see Cap Shield in there. This time it's not a prototype; it's actually the finished shield. But what's the what's the catch in this one? We think he's holding it. We think he's going to use it, and you know, we think, oh shit, we're going to see Captain America, and it ends up being. Use it as I know it's on B Rob's tip of his tongue. I'm enjoying this one. Because I can, you see it eating at B Rob right now. Yeah
0: yeah i know they had the cheat
3: sheet so i just want to see i want to see well
1: oh.
2: he used it as the level for that laser he was using that's
1: right yeah it's, we thought we problem. were
2: gonna see Cap, but yeah it was just it was literally a level right um Another one is we find out that the organization backing Whiplash is the Ten Rings organization, which is another hint to the Mandarin. Um, We figure out how old Nick Fury is because we get some hints into it. The answer is old. Nick Fury Hmm. is very, very old. Um, He didn't have the super soldier serum. What did he have? He had the... um, I can't remember what his serum was called, but it it gives Nick Fury long life.
0: Well, and it got real tricky there, just because he had so many, you know, carbon carbon duplicates or whatever they called them.
2: The um, life, the LMDs, life, life decoy mod- model, yeah, life decoy model or LDMs, life decoy yeah. models. Um, this is also where we find out that no, it was this one I was talking about, not Vision Scarlet Witch. Um, Iron Man Two takes place at the exact same time period as hulk even though it's two years later than the hulk it's the same because the news report um where they're fighting from culver is the same place where the final battle between hulk and abomination was that was that was a college wasn't it culver college culver college yep um this is one that i thought was really interesting there's on that shield map there was a map of antarctica or no it was not on the map it was in the howard stark creek which could reference two different things. Um, uh, rob I know you know this one. What do you think it referenced?
0: Uh, the tesseract, or mm-hmm. the location the Tesseract could have been, or location of Steve Rogers.
2: Yep. And there's a third possibility too Savage Land. Yeah. Savage Land is based in Antarctica. It's, it's kind of like a land before time forgot. It's one of those dinosaurs are there. Um, Kazar, um Sauron. Z- 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 yeah. Sauron, who's a classic X-Men villain. Um, so you know, are we gonna get some Savage Land at some point? We might. Mm. If this is any indication. And then um Justin Hammer does a trademark dance like the one that um John did in Swingers. That's also yeah. in this movie.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and then what was the end Easter egg end credit scene for this movie? Do you guys remember? I know, you know this cause it's also the next movie.
0: Uh, yeah. It's uh Something in New Mexico, isn't it?
2: Uh-huh.
3: We're um, agent. Uh... He's calling from New Mexico. Calls calling from New Mexico because something weird is happening. It, it, uh, I can't remember if it does the zoom in or the zoom out. You see, uh, Mjolnir,
0: you see Thor's hammer, like, yeah, the Bifrost, right? And then, and then there's the hammer.
2: Yep. And you see the Bifrost circle. Yep. That, and that was, that was the biggie in the end. And I remember seeing that going, Thor's next, Thor's next, Thor's next so that was exciting because i've always liked thor and all his incarnations thor has been one of my favorites um so that was really at what point did
0: you start figuring out who the big bad was going to be in this first round
2: um I, i tell you this it wasn't this movie right um God, when did I figure out who the big bad was? Um, I gotta think about it. You go, you or Kyle go, and I gotta think about this for a sec. are you talking about? I the, thought
3: the it, end all big bad with Thanos or the first Avengers in
0: the first in phase one. Oh, because the phases are all have the phases are all going to have one ultimate big right. baddie who was pulling strings uh-huh. for that particular set.
3: Wasn't Thanos alluded to in one of the scenes in phase one though? Like way or like. The end of Captain America or the end of Avengers?
2: That's it's the right. end of the Avengers when you see him smile.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So he was alluded to like
2: early. That'll be our, that'll be our next uh, uh, well, so
3: our, uh, part. myself. Okay. Well.
2: <laughs> no, but you're, no, you're right. We can talk about it. We can just get more into it, but well, I mean, what do you think B. Rob? When did you, when did you figure it out?
0: Um, I started thinking about it right after Thor, uh, when one I realized how good Tom Hiddleston was Mm -hmm. and then just the fact that um of how much time Loki had in the movie Mm -hmm. um in character development everything I I kind of thought hey this might be great this might be where they're going uh because I mean he was the one that really formed the Avengers anyway yep Uh, he was who they were fighting or coming the common enemy um so That's probably why I started kind of thinking that way. I was never confirmed on that until later on, obviously. But,
1: All
3: right, Kyle, yeah, I don't think I caught on to him going to be the big bad. I just, you know, had a hunch that he's going to play a way bigger role than he did, um, you know, initially. And, uh, I think that that did kind of play out. Um, like I said, I was going in with you know, no reference of. Well, who do I think, you know, so all mine was coming from what I saw in the movies and uh, I knew he was going to be some kind of bad. I just didn't expect to see him being the, the big bad that quick.
2: Right. It's so uh, just hit me when I figured out he was the big bad. Thanos was the big bad. Uh, yeah, it was at the end of the fucking Avengers because I had
0: no clue. Oh, yeah. No, I had, I had that.
2: I just remembered that that threw me for a loop. I remember going up uh, because we did at that point, we didn't know the Tesseract was an infinity stone, right? We thought the Tesseract was just some weird thing that opens, you know, portals mm-hmm. um, to not different realities, but just different points in space. So I had no clue. Um, Marvel did Bravo. Marvel, you threw me for a loop. I had no clue. Right. I could not even guess that
0: there was yeah there was i thought at some point they were obviously going to do it but that Mm -hmm. was not where i thought that was going i mean honestly i kind of had hoped even um even after seeing loki um and thor i was kind of hoping that red skull was going to end up and hydra would be bigger Mm -hmm. and obviously it was it just wasn't with red skull at the helm right Uh, so
2: so well with that listeners is there anything else you guys want to go over on these first three movies no. no so that the, we're hit the next three movies that huh uh, so i think we kind of hit it pretty yeah. solid there the next three movies that we're going to hit um is going to be uh, to finish up phase one is going to be thor captain america the first avenger and the avengers it's not going to be next week though it'll be two weeks because we're going to be doing like i said the Spelljammer one next and then we'll be doing because um, this it, it takes me some time to write all this out the notes that I want to hit. So I'm gonna need literally two weeks because I have a feeling this is gonna be another two episodes by itself for Thor, Captain America, the first Avenger, and the Avengers. Just because mm-hmm. I think that there is so much more to talk about. This is when I think Marvel really started hitting their stride, was the start of Thor. Because you know, Thor, you know, was the backstory, a lot of the backstory. So is Captain America, the first Avenger. But
0: there's just so
2: much going on in these three movies. It might be a two
0: to three parter. Yeah. I bet each one of them is an episode.
2: I, I I bet it is too. Um, And that's why I need some time. <laughs> I need a little bit of time. Because uh, this pesky thing called work I have to do sometimes. That's how I can afford the internet to do this. <laughs> um, and damn work. Damn work. But yeah, so... Our next three will be Thor, Captain America the First Avenger and Marvel's The Avengers. So, with that dear listeners, and if you're watching us, <laughs> hi. Hey. Um <laughs> hey. Now is the time on the show we call Nerd Drum. Two nerds enter, one nerd leaves.
3: And then a little bit later another nerd leaves, but he's sad because he lost. So, uh... um this is Okay. Oh, yeah. What we'll do, we, uh, we're going to take some uh, characters from pop culture, nerd culture. Uh, we have those in a randomizer, and we're going to each randomly get a character to do battle against the uh, other character. Um, we also have the uh, locations and the activity randomized. So, to set this a little bit apart from your typical, you know, who to kick whose ass uh, discussion, we, we threw some wrinkles in there. Uh, so, we're, we're going to be going to this uh, totally blind. And um, at the end, uh, we'll both make our case on to, uh, you know, all three we, of us or all three case. of us. Yep. On uh, why we think our randomly chosen character won. And then you guys will have the chance to vote on that in our Discord channel, which will have uh, links to that um, in the uh, descriptions of the video and the audio. So you can uh, join there, join in the discussion, be a part of the community and vote on who you think is the winner
2: now um i did have a good someone asked me a really good buddy of mine asked me a good question this week because they were confused on how this works because we explain it but i don't think we explain how the tallying works okay we let you all we let you all decide on like kyle was saying on who won based off of the way we describe it and why we think they should win Mm
1: -hmm.
2: we you know i I eventually if this really takes off i'd like to get into um there's someone in the discord channel that was saying that they'd love to animate us for this. So it'd be cool if they could animate um, Nerdrum. And then ah. you could see how it went down play by play. But for now, we just throw it out there and you guys vote. Um, Kyle throws it out in the Discord channel. It'll be up from basically Monday through Saturday. And then he closes it off on Sunday. All right, no, Monday through Sunday. And then he'll close it off the following Monday and start the new one. Mm-hmm. That way we get a full week to vote. Um, y'all are wrong for the first one for having Zoidberg win that was against the, um, that Hank. That was the
3: best choice.
2: You guys are wrong. Um, if you voted for Zoidberg, you're wrong. Um, no, that was make the Make the correct right choice. choice. Some
3: people did great. Did, those are my people. I'm so proud what of you. What do you mean, you doing... people? What? Those are my people, what the ones mean, that people? voted for, for Zoidberg. You people would be the <laughs> smart
2: ones. You make great
3: choices. Oh, okay.
2: oh, you mean you people? Mm. Another classic Robert Downey Jr. character. Um, okay, with that, let's go. Uh, Guest gets first spin. So, with that, <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Zoidberg. B Rob got Doctor Zoidberg. Uh, me or you Kyle
1: uh, let's go you me great.
2: okay you next
3: I usually say you and it never works that well in my favor
2: Stan, Stan Smith from American Dad
3: I'm with Stan Smith my first God I hope you get Meg
2: Batman Chris gets Batman again listeners this doesn't mean shit this is all about what they're doing and location so, B-Rob got Zoidberg, <laughs> Kyle got Stan Smith, I got the Batman. This is Bruce Wayne Batman we're talking about, too. Our location. Raccoon City. Ooh. Raccoon City from the Resident Evil uh, series. I was, I was about to say trilogy, but it, hell no, it's not a trilogy. There's so... Um, Raccoon City, uh, the Evil Umbrella Corporation has created the... Was it the T-Virus? hmm <laughs> Uh, that basically turned people into zombies and animals and everything else. Those damn dogs. Um, Don't even
1: start on those damn dogs. They still scare
2: me. Um, so we're in a zombie infested hellhole. Mm-hmm. Doing. <laughs> we're doing pancake flipping. <laughs>
3: So we have Dr. Zoidberg <laughs> versus Stan Smith
2: Stan Smith
3: versus Batman. <laughs>
1: Batman.
3: Raccoon City flipping pancakes. <laughs> I shot myself in the film with this because I gave Zoidberg a really good reason on why he was great at cooking a few weeks ago. And now yep. I've got Stan Smith who doesn't even like being in the kitchen. Okay, we can work with this. <laughs> okay.
2: Okay. Uh, B-Rob, do you need a minute?
0: I'm good. Okay, guest goes first. All right. Uh, so the first thing Dr. Zoidberg would do was to get, would be to get uh, Stan Smith talking about himself since we all know he likes to do that. And as he was going on his tirade about how awesome America is, how he voted for Trump, um, bitching about Haley being stoned, uh, Batman would be listening intently and Zoidberg would be flipping his pancake, trying not to eat them, obviously, as he positioned himself away from the window. Um, and as he is trying to be um, as a, act as oblivious as possible and continues to goad Stan into uh, continuing to talk about himself, which is just pissing Batman off. And Batman is letting his emotions get the better of him. Um Zombie breaks in through the window. <clears throat> Grab Stan and Batman. They're done. Zoidberg wins.
2: Good one. Kyle?
3: So, I think for, for Stan to be able to pull this off, um, one, I mean, he, he has government CIA training. He's seen some weird shit. I think the environment of Raccoon City, not only will be able to... To you know, perform the duties of the challenge. He's gonna be able to fight off any of the zombies, the dogs, the the weird creatures that that would be coming about because of the location. So I think I don't think that the location is gonna phase him. He'll be able to you know do his duties and defend himself. What Stan will do because he is a trained CIA agent. He knows interrogation and and witness questioning techniques. Um, he he'll get Zoidberg talking about. Uh, his past. He'll he'll question him on uh, being a doctor, and and um, it'll eventually lead to the point of you know asking Zoidberg if his parents are proud of him, which Zoidberg will end up breaking down in sadness because I mean you remember he he there was the episode uh, where he seemed like he just really disappointed his parents when they were all kind of exiled and all. so he's gonna break down Zoidberg into the fetal position, crying, thinking about being the biggest letdown of his parents and will not even be able to try to flip a pancake. Batman's watching this closely while this is going on. He'll notice that one op- opponent is down, you know, crying. Stan will then turn to Batman and say, well, at least Zoidberg still has his parents. And then he'll be able to go on and finish flipping pancakes. Batman will not be able to continue from that
2: point on.
1: So Batman,
2: (laughs) play that. Batman won't be anywhere near where these two yahoos are flipping pancakes. He'll have some tracking devices. He'll have some cameras in there. He will be so far removed from this; it's not even funny in Raccoon City. Batman is a survivor. We've seen that in No Man's Land. We've seen that during um, Blackest Night. During Blackest Night, black, all the Black Lanterns reanimated all the corpses. Batman evaded almost all of them. I said almost all of them. If you read it, you know what I'm talking about. Batman's smart. He's the world's greatest detective. He has resources. Even if he doesn't have resources, he makes his own resources. Where Batman's going to be at a disadvantage, which neither of these two said, is that... I am fairly confident Bruce doesn't know how to flip a pancake. Um, Being as rich as he is, he has Alfred do it for him. Yeah. But that doesn't matter here because Batman is so smart. He's going to lead all these zombie dogs and zombies into where they're flipping the pancakes, having this little competition of theirs while he's sitting back. You know, he is the knight, you know, the Kevin Conroy voice. That was the worst impression ever. But that was that's what he's going to say. He's going to say he's going to lead them to them. He's going to make the zombies eat Stan Smith and Dr. Zoidberg. Like, they won't even need claw crackers for Zoidberg. Zoidberg will be scuttling around going. Cot. He's gone. Stan Smith is going to do the Rob Low, Chadlow, Sweep Lowe doesn't matter once all these zombies hit he's gone batman's so smart he's gonna have him eat all of them therefore being the survivor
1: so
3: what we've decided on is none of our characters have the ability to flip a damn pancake so it's turned <laughs> into a battle <laughs> how can we eliminate the other two and win by default that's where this nerd room <laughs>
2: Because literally all three, uh, good point. All three of these guys cannot flip a damn pancake. No. <laughs> so it turned into exactly what we didn't want it to do. <laughs> well, no, no, no. It's not just a fist fight. It's a battle of how they're eliminating the other person.
3: You live long enough as the yeah.
2: So <laughs> live we've long, come. live long, and and flip flat packs.
3: We've come what we've despised.
2: So <laughs> I hate myself. No. Um, well, with that, that's up to you all to tell us who the winner is.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, well, so we'll have the link for the Discord in the uh, description for the video and for the audio, so you guys join that. Uh, when you do join, there is a little quick uh, thing that you'll need to read and react to stating that, you know, you read the rules, just hit the reaction, and then you'll be able to interact with the uh, rest of the Discord. So, um, yeah, join us, become yeah. one of us.
2: One of us, one of, of us. us, one of us, classic line. Um, B Rob, what are you watching or reading this week?
0: Uh, I will be watching Ready Player One.
1: <laughs> Excellent.
2: <laughs> Let's give us, this is clap yes, right. he,
3: he is sticking to it. Uh, what was it Dylan? It was, <laughs> yep, yeah, it's on Dylan, record.
2: Now. We love you, Dylan. Um, I hope you're listening to this. We love you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, we love all of you thank you for listening um, except for you Vinny we don't like you Vinny uh, Vinny um, and actually Ready Player One you could watch that with Tinker
1: yeah I think
3: you could
2: I think you could especially if, if you're getting him into all this stuff he's going to recognize some characters on there like you see okay. Sonic walking around at one point
0: uh, he loves Sonic
2: so I mean, it's not very long, but um, yeah, I'll be interested to hear what you have to think about it afterward and what who you see because there's some of my favorite characters in there. Kyle, what you reading or watching this week?
3: Okay, so this week I watched, uh, I rewatched Kung Fury because my brother had not seen that. Uh, I don't know if you've
2: is that is that the eight like the throwback like the it mm-hmm. like an almost like an eighties one.
3: It's like a it's kind of like a eighties uh, appreciation. It's the internet type. one, yeah. Uh, it was on that's YouTube right, for a while, right. and um, so we watched that. Actually, me and my brother watched that together last night. So if you haven't watched that, it's it's not a full-length uh, movie. It's probably like 30, 40 minutes. Well worth it. But it's, it's awesome. It's cheesy as hell. It's so good. Um, I got a copy of the uh, the House of M series, thanks to you, Chris. Let me know that that was on uh, Amazon Prime. I busted out an old tablet I had that I wasn't using for anything, and I'm going to make that my reader, so I have that to read now and um, I've uh, re- or started rewatching watching uh, the X-Men animated series from, what was it, like early, mid-90s? 90s. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, nice. in there, and because Which I is- never did catch all those. That was one of those shows that uh, I loved watching when I could catch it as a kid, um, but didn't get to watch it a lot, so now it's out on Disney+, Plus, so I'm plowing through that one. That's a great.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, it's just a great series. Like, when you think of X-Men, like, I don't think of spider-man and his amazing friends like because Iceman was in that
1: right
2: um i think of like literally that series
1: yeah
2: even over like wolverine and the x-men which i love that one too or Agreed. um um what was the one where they were all in high school um i love that one too it's on disney plus uh x-men of evolution
0: oh, sure. yeah.
2: which uh, we'll go over evolution because i thought evolution was one of the best depictions of the x-men's early years out there even though it's not anywhere near source material right it's just fun it's just a lot of fun um so cool you you've been busy you've Mm. been really busy i'm trying to be um house of m is free on if you have amazon prime it's free on the kindle as a a checkout If you don't understand why we are interested in House of M right now, go listen to our nurky. And you will find out. I'm not going to tell you why, because I want you to listen to the nerky. So because we have uh, 11 listens to the new one, so I want to get to at least 12. Please listen to the mm-hmm. Um, But there's that. What I'm watching this week, uh, we started season three of American Gods started. And I love the first two seasons and it's taken a different twist again, but it is such a good show. Like I'm really enjoying it. Like uh, episode four came out actually about an hour ago, Sunday night. Um, and we're just about to start episode three, but it's, you know, when you got young kids, it's hard to find the time for those hour shows because by the time you get done with stuff like this, like it's going to be nine 10. It's an hour long show um it's just hard if you get older go back to episode one but that was that was my big one for this week it was great and then we started watching another show but i'm going to save that for next time um so yeah it's uh american god season three which is so far it's been really really good um b-rob something you learned this
0: week something i learned um
2: doesn't have to be profound,
0: it can be anything. Right. Um, that to spend a little more time listening. As I spent a little more time in the field this week than I had in a while, um, I was reminded of what it takes to the things that happen in the field. You know, there's something, to, you know, on construction projects, you know, I, I don't get, I don't have just one problem in my role, I have. A million problems mm-hmm. so sometimes it's really easy to forget um about the guys that are in the field that just have that one problem to focus on that one project so uh just remembering to listen a little bit more um something that i was reminded of
2: wow that a, that was deep that was a really good one <laughs> no really that was a really good one mm-hmm. kyle how are you gonna fail following up on this one i'm not gonna be able to follow that but
3: Something I I learned this week is um, never underestimate the power of um, nerds on the internet and in large mon- in large numbers with disposable income. Amen. Because Amen. I'm just hanging on to that GameStop and AMC stock right now, seeing what will happen.
2: Why don't you go over that just real quick since we're at the end of the show, just so people know what you're talking about oh, so gosh. they can look it up.
3: Uh, when it, By the time we get this out, um, either it'll... Have uh, shot to the moon or have totally crashed, but uh, the the short of it is, if you guys have been following the news, anything at all, the the GameStop uh, um controversy thing has been going on. The bunch of uh, guys on a uh, on Reddit on a subreddit called Wall Street Bets have basically banded it together and stuck it to um, a hedge fund that was uh, going short on GameStop. Basically, they were uh, betting on GameStop totally failing, which was probably a really good bet at the time, um, but uh-huh. the, the hedge fund manager was pretty cocky about it, had made some public statements about it, um, really pissed off a bunch of people. So to counter that, the only way the hedge fund is going to make any money is if uh, you know GameStop, GameStop stock, it's so freaking hard to say, GameStop stock had uh, went ahead and bottomed out. Um, by creating, by all these guys being together and just buying and buying and buying and buying shares of GameStop, it um, sort of artificially inflated the price to about 1,000 to 1,400% 1, gain of what it was. So about a week and a half ago, GameStop stock was twenty five thirty five dollars a share. I think it closed on Friday. It was like $320 a share. So it really screwed over the hedge fund guys. They've lost about $20 billion. There's been lawsuits coming out of it. I think we're only about a third of the way through seeing all the drama that's gonna come out of it. But it really showed that um, you know, you piss off the wrong people, they get behind a cause, they'll rally. And so uh it's it's really interesting to unfold. There's a lot more that'll go into it that would take take me about another twenty hours. minutes to explain. But yeah, power to the players. So
1: well,
2: a- again. Don't underestimate little people Hmm. Um, like B-Rob was saying, listen, listen. And don't piss off the wrong wrong people, especially on the Internet, Yeah, Um, because those Internet nerds, our people, they'll stick it to you. Mm -hmm. They'll really stick it to you as this is showing us Um, something I learned this week. There is a lot of sharp stuff in the attic running these cables, hardwiring from the living room to uh, the office. There's a lot of damn nails in that attic. (laughs) And uh, insulation's itchy. And wearing uh, uh, shorts was not a good idea. Um, Doing a 45-minute bike ride on the Peloton before going up and down the ladder, carrying the cable, going for everything that we needed. Uh, that was not smart. Um, yeah, the attic sucks. But the end goal, you have, you have great connection now, right? The end goal is amazing, but I'm, I mean, I'm sore all over right now. And I think I may have found some insulation in my butt crack last night. I don't know how it got there. Um, I'm hoping it was either that it was cotton candy. Don't ask that one either.
3: I don't want to ask how you figured out it was one or the other either. So. You know
2: what? Don't right. you know what? <laughs> ask me no questions and I'll tell you no lies. I don't know. Uh, in I the words of the this is, movie, is
0: almost as bad as uh, the knowner conversation I no. <laughs>
2: <think about. laughs> I got a <an> knowner. <laughs> hey, I might have I might have given some of you a knowner. We don't know. We don't know. You you'll never highly know, doubt so. it. Yeah, highly doubt it, but there you go. Um <laughs> so the next episode that we are going to do is Spelljammer. Um, join us the next week for Spelljammer. Mm-hmm. And then in two weeks, we will come back because I want to get through phase three um, at least. So we may have to do, you know, do a couple of movies in the phases and then go to something else so people don't get bored of listening. And I'm sure. We need some time to recover after talking about a whole phase two. So um, we'll do Spelljammer and then we will start on phase two of Marvel after that. And we'll Mm -hmm. have B Rob, if you would, we'd love to have you back for that.
0: Um, I'd love to come back if you can't find anybody better than me.
2: Uh, We can't, don't worry. Um, Yeah, no, we really, really can't. We've asked. There's no one.
0: I have plenty of Funko T-shirts. So.
2: See, and we are looking forward to seeing them, sir. Well, what shirt do you get on?
3: What well, do you get there, Chris? Is it...
2: I got uh, it's one it
3: my wife
0: made.
2: Nope, it's Stitch. Uh, it's a Halloween Disney Stitch one my wife made for us. Yeah. Um, since we were all in for Halloween and Halloween kind of you know socially distanced Halloween, she made us all fun shirts um, nice. for the whole family. So that's cool. Yeah. So, um, with that, I'm Chris
3: i'm kyle you guys and have a good one have a great one thanks for listening
1: it could get elevated up. it could
2: get elevated